Episode number 264 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, it's Elena Moon Park. And that song you just heard is called Flower Dance. And that song, I wanted it to keep going just then, which, you know, is like a pretty good signal that it's a pretty amazing song. And you can hear the whole song at the end of the episode. And and we can hear from Elena in just a second all about her her brand new record, um, which is called Unhurried Journey. And it's all about uh, how she views the world. And the record is filled with all kinds of amazing collaborations, musical and artistic. And there, there's a lot of layers to this record. There's a lot of stuff to, to do with this record. And there's things to check out and, and activities you can do with your kids and things to learn about. It's really amazing. It's, uh, it's a pretty incredible project across the board. And I loved talking to Elena all about it. I was curious and I had questions and she answered them. So how about it? Should we get to it? Here is Elena Moon Park. Good stuff. It is a great day. It's always, I mean, it's always a pretty good day, but today is truly a great day. I'm getting to talk to my new friend, Elena Moon Park, coming to you to us live from, from somewhere. Elena, how are you today? And where (laughs) are you right now? (laughs) Hi, nice to talk to you. I'm doing really well. Um, I'm in Brooklyn, New York in my apartment where I've been for several months. (laughs) Yeah, I I hear you. I am in my house in Houston where I've been for several months as well. Um, so we, we may as well just put a date on this. It's June 16th, uh 2020 the world is an interesting place uh the world is chaotic in a lot of ways that we didn't expect uh at this time but um i'm really thrilled to to talk to you as we as we talked a little bit before we started rolling here i um i've been i've been immersed in in my unhurried journey boom get it because (laughs) oh god i'm sorry i'm it's not wonderful it's terrible and you're a good friend you're a good friend for for that's the point of the album is for people to get immersed in their own unhurried journey so i love it right so so and we're going to talk about the record um kind of at length actually but I, i think uh you have a really interesting story and you've done a lot of really cool things um in in your musical world in addition to you know the worlds of like uh family music too so give us a little bit of uh of where you're coming from how you got started in music and and we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there so take it away sure all right um so i grew up in oak ridge tennessee i guess i'll start there um my parents are immigrants, both immigrants from Korea, uh, but I was born and raised in small town, Tennessee. And I started playing violin at a really young age, around five years old. So I've been playing like kind of classical world violin and all through growing up from before I can remember. Um, and when I, when I went to college, I think uh, around that time, I decided that I wanted to explore a little bit outside of the classical world. And I actually quit playing the violin altogether for two years. I was kind of rebelling against 
the classical world of of music and my my studies and i got interested in some other things and um i actually spent a couple of years doing work with um, community development organizations in south chicago and got into social justice um work and did that for a couple of years and then decided to move to New York City to do a master's degree in urban policy. Um, but I did miss music a lot in that time. And so when I decided to move to New York, I decided I would pick up my violin again um, and, you know, just see what I could do. New York is the big music city and I wanted to I wanted to try to play um, once more. So I did that. And I, when I moved to New York, I got into contemporary classical music. So this is like a new music community here in New York city. And I went to a, like a band camp for contemporary <laughs> music in, uh, in Western Massachusetts called bang on a can summer festival. And, um, at, during that, that camp, I played music with these Uzbeki musicians that they had, uh, that was part of the festival. They had a group of musicians from Uzbekistan. And we were playing kind of mixtures of folk music and Uzbekistani traditional music. And it was really fun. And at some point, I ended up singing a song with them while playing the violin, which I'd never done in my entire life. And um, I ended up doing it, you know, on a small stage just for like the other campers that were there. And somebody there knew Dan Zanes and came up to me afterwards and said, you know, Dan Zanes is this family music superstar and um, he's looking for like a violin player who could sing, which I did not think was me because this is the first time I had sung in public. <laughs> like, you know, I sang a karaoke before, but I never really uh, sung on a stage. But um, it was intriguing to me. So I, I went and I, I met Dan and... Um, learned about what he did. I'd never heard of this genre before of like family music and all ages music and uh, tried to play some tunes with him. And, you know, it went pretty poorly in my estimation. Oh. I, uh, yeah, I'm classically trained. It was really one of the first times in my life that I had tried to just play, improvise along to it, even a simple folk song. And uh, so it was a really steep learning curve. But I think Dan and I got along on a personal level, uh, I would say on a political level, you know, we were very um, interested in the same things. And I really appreciated his approach to what he was doing musically. And um, that was just only magnified the first time I, I went on stage with him. Like miraculously, he invited me on stage with my very <laughs> limited experience playing this, playing folk music. Um, and uh, I will say that that first experience playing in his band on a stage for families was uh, the most meaningful and powerful musical experience that I had had up to that huh. point. Um, wow. All my years of classical training and playing, you know, all these, you know, I had very powerful experiences playing classical music. And it's a really, you know, beautiful tradition. But there is something that I realized about myself and my my connection to music is really about how it can connect with other people and um, how it invites people in and how it invites people to share their stories and and um, encourages them to like lift their voices basically and I really felt that um, playing with Dan that first time so I was hooked from that moment on and um, I toured with him and you know lots of the other friends that I play with now uh, for many, many years. And in 2012 or 2011, actually, maybe 2010, <laughs> Dan um, did this holiday house party uh, concert, which was uh, just like holiday music from around the world. And he asked me if I knew any Korean, you know, holiday songs, which I didn't at the time. 
but I asked around, I asked my parents, um, asked other members of my family, and I brought a song to the table called Seolnal, which is a Korean New Year song, and we sang it on that tour, and then he was like, you know, you should should really explore more of this music because this doesn't really exist in the family music world in the United States. And um, it was a great suggestion. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, that's, that's how I started putting together music for Rabbitties and Dumplings, which was the first album. And um, that was fantastic because it, was, it really allowed me to have conversations with friends and family members that opened up the world of my cultural roots and my history and my family in a way that I'd never done before. So awesome. I'll stop there for now. <laughs> no, that, that's a, a perfect, perfectly done. So you, in addition to like this experience growing up playing violin and playing classical and then this jump uh, from like, you know, what's in classical music for, for those of us who are not musically, you know, totally inclined right like classical music is you're essentially reading off the page right and and one thing that you said that i thought was so interesting is is the that when you first started playing with dan it was more improvisatory right so mm -hmm. you would think right i think that and, and there's a little cognitive dissonance even maybe for this but like for me I, I have a really hard time reading music. I can't, I like, I really can't like, that is not something that I do. However, if you put me in an improvisatory environment, I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go. Like, I can do this. <laughs> and I think that for, and, and classical music is generally seen as like the most complex, complicated, you know, time signatures, et cetera. So it's so interesting <laughs> to me to hear that, you know, you, and you said that when you were playing with Dan, it was more on the folky side, which is, you know, uh, chords that that people know who maybe have never even played <laughs> guitar, right, or something uh -huh. like that, like GC, right. and and it's so interesting, and and it shows me something about who you are, such a humble person, to to be able to like acknowledge that that was so hard for you, right? I just think that's so interesting. Okay, so that yeah, thought, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I've had this conversation with a lot of friends of mine, especially growing up, and in high school, I had a lot of friends who were singer songwriters, you know, playing. Uh, rock and folk music and I would talk about how much I envied them because there was this really fresh approach to music for me as a classically trained musician and they would say well we really envy you because you have this training and you know like the whatever the technique training and everything and I don't think this is universal experience by any means for classically trained musicians but for me personally I think I was missing that bit of it uh, to remind myself why I was playing music in the first place and to, you know, like be able to groove and play, <laughs> play in, in certain ways with other musicians. I didn't get much of that in my training. And again, I don't think that's everyone's experience, but um, right, sure. I think both of those things are really important. And I actually, something I advocate for in classical training is, and I think it's happening more is for people to, to have the opportunity and be encouraged to play outside the style as much as possible. Mm -hmm. It really, it does push you. It pushes you in so many ways. Um, yep. So one thing that you do and that you really um, is part of who you are is this idea of, of um, bringing people together, right? The spirit of collaboration. The spirit of collaboration is alive and well on this on this latest record. And, <laughs> and we're going to, I promise we're going to get to it. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> but I was hoping you could just tell me a little bit and, and tell the listeners about some of the work that you did um, with, you know, 
found sound nation um i just think it's it's a fascinating program and and what that was and how maybe that shaped some of who you are musically sure yeah um so found sound nation uh was started by two friends of mine who i also met at the same music camp uh, the bang on a can summer institute um and they they were both also uh, you know came up in the classical tradition um that had an interest in in reaching out and and using music in a collaborative fashion. So, one of them, uh, my friend Chris, uh, started working with kids at a high school in the Bronx um, with the with the philosophy of okay, I'm going to bring in, we're going to use music production as a tool, and I'm going to bring in uh, a simple studio setup, and we're going to create a song together. So it's not like, it's not an education program. I'm not here to teach you music because everyone has music within them where I'm going to help produce a song with you guys here, produce what you want to, what you want to make. And um, we're only going to use the sounds of uh, that we can make in the room. So, you know, we could make a beat from, from recording a sound and manipulating it or editing it in the software. We can bring in a musician to play and you Mm -hmm. could produce that musician to play what you want. And, um, and they just made music that way. And that's kind of how that the organization started. And we took that concept of collaborative music creation as a, a, a way to just bring people together to listen to each other's stories and to create with one another um, to other platforms. So from the classroom, they did projects in uh, prisons, juvenile detention facilities and hospitals. Um, then we started doing projects that brought like a simple music studio just out into the street, into a public place, and just invited anybody in to contribute a sound and make a track collectively. Um, And then about nine years ago, we entered into this partnership um, with the U.S. Department of State, actually, to bring young professional musicians from around the world who are were also what we call kind of sonic change makers, people who are interested in music as social practice together in the United States to collaborate with one another and um, and meet people from around the world and share the ways that they use music to build their communities and strengthen their communities. So it's really like, you know, been an incredible journey with this organization. But um, at the core of it all is what I, I think I said before about my, what draws me to music is about how music really encourages us to listen deeply to one another. Um, I think when we listen deeply to one another, we, we can really fully recognize our shared humanity. We can fully recognize the, the fullness of each other's stories of each other's humanity. Um, and to build together because, you know, creating, as you well know, as any artist well knows, creating something, creating music together with another person is a pretty, pretty deep process and it's and it requires a lot of dialogue it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of listening so um that is really kind of the core of what drives us to do what we do um and luckily through that program we've just met incredible musicians from all around the world and um developed friendships with them and have played music with them and that uh, that just kind of organically led to me asking them about music that they loved growing up. 
and music and memory. And um, that's uh, reflected on this album and actually the last album as well. Awesome. So, so that really fascinating stuff, right? Like I can I think that uh, I believe what you did um, with them when you would take the studio out into the street and like just find, you know, record things as they happen. I believe that's called living the dream. Um, that is a, that's pretty <laughs> unbelievable. Pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so you should say the first record is called Rabbit Days and Dumplings. And I highly encourage people to listen to that. Um, and we're going to shift our focus now to talking about this new record of yours um, mm -hmm. called Unhurried Journey. And I think before we even dive into some of the specifics and particulars, what to you or to the what, what do you hope? the message even just of the title of the record unhurried journey what does that mean to you in terms of the the collective life experience <laughs> <laughs> um well first i'll i'll say that this album is all inspired by the artwork of my friend and collaborator christiana parn and christiana is an artist who i met um back in 2011 and who did the artwork for Rabbit Days and Dumplings also. So our first collaboration was her, you know, kind of lending her artwork to my album. And then this time I was just so mesmerized by the the worlds she created in her art that I just started writing songs to go along with um, some of her pieces. So Unhurried Journey is actually the title of one of her pieces of art. Um, that, that was the starting place for that title. But for me, that title... Um, you know, I, I would say that this album is very personal for me because um, it is about slowing down and it's about like taking a deep breath and checking in, reconnecting with yourself, reconnecting with the world around you. Um, and I say it's personal because, you know, I've been living in New York now for 15 years. It's an incredibly fast paced city, as people know. And it's not just New York. I mean, we're all just living such fast paced lives. And the world has gotten smaller in some ways because of the Internet and just, you know, we're just connected all the time to one another. And um, I just think in this point in my life, and I think it is a universal feeling um, always <laughs> that uh, it's so important to just take a deep breath and um, to 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 slow the pace a little bit. Awesome. Um, so that's yeah and and i think that that is so true right that that idea and that feeling is so true um and and i think that one way in which you this album right this this collective project the a way that is enhanced is the fact that like every piece right every musical piece is accompanied by an artistic piece right um, so I think that that, you know, you, if you take the time and look at and there's a website and we'll get to the web, right? Like you, we will point folks to the website, but you can look on the website that you created and every song has a, a painting that goes along with it. Um, and, and I think that that is such an inspiring process to be able to be collaborative across mediums. Um, mm. and, and that must've been so, uh, you know, it, Oftentimes it's interesting to talk to songwriters and it's like, well, what came first? Like the, the music or the lyrics or the melody or the, the rhythm or the blah, blah, the blah. And so like this takes <laughs> it to like a completely different level. Um, so I was hoping that you could um, 
take us a little bit on a uh, on a tour through maybe a couple of of the songs and and where they come from um and and just tell us a little bit about them because this is really like in addition to i would even like a, a multimedia kind of record right like there's music videos there's these paintings there's the story behind the songs there's the collaboration and then there's the music itself um, there, there's just, there's a lot to, to take in, in, in like an amazing way. And I don't want to undersell any of it. And, and I know we're only going to scratch the surface, right? So, so let's, let's look at, let's take a song like, like flower dance, which we talked a little bit about, which we talked a little bit, which we talked, I, I promise you, I can say this, which we talked about a little bit before we started rolling. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this you know, you this this features one of your collaborators, one of your friends. So tell us a little bit about who you worked with on it and what the song's about and what it means. Sure. Um, yeah, so Flower Dance is actually a Cambodian folk song that um, I reimagined and added an English verse and melody to. And um, so a lot of the, about half the songs I would say are um, based on Christiana's art and the titles of her art, actually, titles of her artwork. This one is actually based on the song, and then I, we added her art to it. And um, I was, uh, uh, this is a Cambodian vocalist named Yorn Young, and I met Yorn in 2013 on our One Beat Global Music Program, which is the State Department program that we run uh, that I mentioned earlier. And then I met him again in another follow-up exchange program in Singapore uh, about two years ago, I think. And, um, you know, we were just developing music together. And he sang this song one day, actually just kind of randomly, not part as the, uh, of the development of new pieces. But it just really, it was, I mean, you'll hear it. It's such a catchy melody. And um, it felt very much like home to me. I don't know, immediately when I heard it that uh, I started fiddling along to it and it worked really well. And um, and then he told me what it was about. And it's just, it's so beautiful. It's just kind of a description of, of flowers, like dancing in a lake or, you know, about the flowers that float in a lake and about the flowers that you see out in the world. And so um, it just turned into this song called The Flower Dance. And I think the message around it is just so beautiful because it's it's so simple. It's just kind of an appreciation of flowers and, and life. And then and then my friend Andrew Benicasa came in and made it this incredible music video for it, which <laughs> is really like embraces that idea of cycles. And I think a lot of this is about cycles. And you'll also see on the website for that song, Yorn is there's a video of Yorn teaching some Cambodian hand movements because dancing is such a big part of that music tradition. And those hand move- movements also reflect a cycle. So um, that's uh, I was a really beautiful process to make that song. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was going, you are very good at this. And I know that because I was going to say, oh, and you can check out on the on the, the website under that song, there's a video showing some dance moves. I didn't need <laughs> to do that because you're an amazing person. You know exactly what you're doing. Okay, so... <laughs> Tell me about a song, the, the, the very last song on the record, um, Count the Waves. What, what's, what's the story behind this one? Count the Waves, which is currently probably my favorite song on the album. It, it's actually a similar story. Um, there's an Indonesian vocalist, Indonesian vocalist named Penny Chandrarini, and she also uh, participated in our One Beat 
Global Music Program in 2014, and we've remained very good friends since. She's one of the most incredible musicians and vocalists I've ever met in my life, and she sang the song at one beat, um, and it became a hybrid song with an English part of a, a totally different kind back then. And I've always loved it. Um, I also worked with her in Singapore two years ago, and we sang it together then. And I just we created this new version of it. Um, and I think I had been at the same time writing a song called "Count the Waves." based on the painting that's there of Christiana's called Counting the Waves. So we just kind of, I think it just organically, uh, these two songs melded into one. And um, I was really excited to write a string part for it because um, we did a lot of playing together with my string playing, violin playing with her vocals. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, great. That's the story of that one, and, and another layer to the the project. <laughs> like we can just keep peeling things back, peeling things back, peeling things back. Like I don't know how else to tell you folks that you've got to check this out. But th th this is an example on this page where folks can download, like a, a, a basically like um like a, a temp not a template. I don't know what I'm like a canvas, right? Let's call it canvas, right? This is an artistic mm -hmm. project. So you can download a PDF and you, you give prompts on what folks can create, you know, artistically while they're listening to the song, create their own interpretation, put their own visual to the music that they're hearing. And and I just think that like there's there, there's a lot to uh, there's just so much to experience with this record is really what I'm trying to say. There's so <laughs> much to experience and and that and it's not just the music. And it's amazing to hear all of the folks that you collaborated with. And then there's this layer of the the communication with the artist and then there's this level of wanting folks to create their own art along with it i mean it, it's really really great so and yeah that well I, I would just say that element of of putting activities on each song page um that definitely came out of uh, this physical distancing that we are experiencing because i suddenly found time at home um where i made all of the lyric videos where which are like very very subtle animations of christiana's art and also decided to make these activity pages in case families adults or kids wanted some prompts to do some deep listening some drawing some illustrating so um i don't think that would have actually wouldn't have happened in the same way without the events of the last couple of months. Right. And it's, you know, it's all fitting under this, the idea of the unhurried journey. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't, this may be a stretch or may not, but like we are, whether we like it or not, we are on a journey at this point that is like, unlike any other journey we will hopefully ever be on again, you know, just in terms of being home the amount that we're home and the, the precautions that we need to take. And I think that it's a, the perfect time to, um, to have a record like this, that, that allows you and invites you to, to really like sink into it. Um, so I, I think that stretch makes sense. I think that that works. Um, yeah. And I, I also just want to acknowledge, you know, like it's a whirlwind of a time and you know, that there have been really heartbreaking and inspiring things happening around us in the last couple of weeks too. And, I think it, it put the album in a different light for me as well, because I think the aspect of it that's about encouraging people to listen is has become really important. Um, and not only listen to the world around you, but to people around you and other people's stories, but also um, uh, a time for like self-care, you know, just because 
I think this is a moment of urgency in some ways, but also a moment of of uh, resilience. That's going to be a long. There's a long process that has been happening and is happening right now. That I think um, taking time for self care is really important. So those are two other themes that kind of um, have been I've been thinking about in the Absolutely. last couple of weeks. Absolutely, and I think another you know the, another theme for the record that's really important in addition and that that works with where we're at now or enhances where we're at now is this idea of collaboration and it's this idea of you know reaching out to friends talking to people making sure everybody's okay and one of the things that i loved before we started talking not to divulge all of our secrets but i said you know so like what are some of the what are some of the songs that like you you're really like psyched about right now and one of the songs that you mentioned was let it come let it go and the reason why is because you got to do it with all your friends. So tell, <laughs> tell us, I think this will be the last, like, again, we could talk about every single song, go down the list, but I, I, we don't, frankly, we don't have time for it. And I want people to experience this record the way that they experience it. And you do have plenty of, of info on the website for the record. And I promise <laughs> we're going to give that website. But so, so the last one I'd love to hear a little about is let it come, let it go. And what that song means to you. Sure. Um, yeah. So let it come. There's a there's another piece of art by Christiana called Let It Come and Go. And um, I, I wrote this song based on that. And um, this is a, obviously like it's 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 about how we deal with um, with any kind of feelings that might be weighing us down in un unhealthy ways, whether they're bad feelings, happy feelings, you know, feelings of frustration, even feelings of joy that are weighing us down and how to um, move on from those feelings. And I, I make a point to say that it's not about moving on to forget them, but it's about how do we move on in a way that um, in, utilizes them and, and does so in the most constructive way possible. It's kind of an old Buddhist <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, inspired uh, thought. Um, so, you know, I wanted to also make a call and response song and this this turned into that um and when i think of great call and response moments in my past musical life i always think about my time with dan zines and friends and um so i wanted to invite dan and claudia definitely to sing on the song and i mean i just should say that you know dan and claudia singing a song every day for the past hundred days has been really wonderful mm -hmm. <laughs> and is regenerating for me to see. And I, I love hearing them as a duo. Um, so they're both on it. And then Sonia de los Santos, who, you know, I still play with often now I play in her band. We play together as a duo sometimes. Um, you know, she's kept me really going in the family music world. And I, I really love and respect um, everything that she does. So it's great to have her on this song as well. And then, you know, it's rounded out by Yoshiwaki, Colin Brooks, John Fody, all people I used to play with in Dancing and Friends and who play in my current band. And then um, two friends of mine from the new music world, um, Alex Escher and Nathan Kosey, and then Rob Friedman, who um, recorded this album and co-produced it, as well as my last album. So these are all very special people to, in my life. And so I think that's why that song has a really special place in my heart. Um, and I'm going to be releasing a music video for that one soon that features a lot of the people I just mentioned. And just making it was one of the most joyous things I've done in the past couple of weeks, just seeing their faces. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's great. And, and I think that, 
you know, there, there's some, some brain science and some psychology that I don't fully understand, but I think, you know, to sum it up in words that make sense to me, it's like when we are interacting with friends, when we're talking to friends, it, it increases our happiness, right? It brings us up. Um, and I think that, uh, another way that people do that is by listening to music. And another way that people do that is by, um, being artistic and should say that there's a coloring page that goes along with this song too. So you really, you know, there's videos, there's lyric videos, all of these things. And now is finally the time where we can say, Elena, how can we find all this stuff? (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, great. Um, You can find it all um, on unhurriedjourneymusic.com. Pretty much everything I would say is on the website. I've tried to include everything on the website. Um, each song has its own page. Um, there's a there's an outline of a story, as you mentioned, that goes along with the songs. That was a wonderful suggestion, actually, by my friend Mona Cahan, who many of you probably know. Um, and um, the activities are there. Lyric videos are there. And I'm going to be adding music videos as uh, the weeks progress um, there also. There's, there's so much to learn um through this through this record um thank you so much for sharing like i feel like like the smallest slice of it you know like the fact that the collaboration piece is from people around the world that you've met we could talk about that for so long we could talk about your journey to becoming you know a uh, an all ages musician for hours and hours <laughs> i think that i i really want to thank you for your time and for sharing this stuff with me and and where so there's unheard unhurried journey music.com any other ways that that folks can keep up with you are you an instagram or a facebook or a twitter <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i do have a i have a facebook band page elena moon park and friends um i have personal pages for instagram and twitter which uh some you know sometimes i put stuff on there about family music sometimes it's just pictures of trees uh or you know or what have you newspaper Uh articles uh, Uh what have you um and then there's also another site for the rabbit days album just rabbitdays.com and an elenamoonpark.com that's a lot of websites yeah you Um, got a lot that's good i'm impressed personal page actually you can find links to everything that we talked about today on elenamoonpark.com so okay so elena thank you so much for for taking the time with me today it was awesome to to explore this music and explore uh all of these different facets that went into making i can't thank you enough for your time of course and i i appreciate your interest and your support so thanks for reaching out like amazing right so much going on in this record you gotta check it out you just have to this is a one of those things you just gotta do it is a great thing for you and your family to explore i mean what else is going on right this is well 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 worth it thank you for listening here is flower dance from elena moon park i think you're gonna love it i don't you know like more than like it i think you're gonna love it Talk soon.
ำคุ้มการิจำคุ้มหมกเรียบลุ่มอ